Well, today I want to bring you a message that is all about, well, what did I call it? I said, you can't escape God. And that might seem like an unusual topic, but actually it's, I love doing escape rooms. Have you ever heard of escape rooms? What they really are is they are a series of giant puzzles. And they're a bit like life, but without the consequences. They're really just like a series of things. So you have to undo one puzzle, to undo another puzzle, to undo another puzzle, to eventually win. You're getting how this is with life, aren't you? But in an escape room, there's no consequences. There's no hurt. They're not really very important. They don't really affect the rest of your life. I have been on the leaderboard for some escape rooms as being the person that's escaped as one of the fastest. Do you know what value that brings me in life? But there's also somebody upstairs as a little voice in the corner of the room that when you get something really wrong or they see you getting really frustrated, they say, go over there, there's a clue. And then when you still don't get it, they tell you how to get through because really they want you to to win. And if you're really useless, after an hour they come and unlock the door and you get out anyway. <laughs> if only life was that simple. But today I want to talk to you about how um, we can't escape some of the things that God has set in his life. And I gave us four Ps, presence, promise, purpose, and plans. And as we go through some of these points this morning, I want us to remember in the back of our mind some Bible characters that might go with this. So if you think about escape, I think the best one to think of first is Jonah. Not only did he escape from a belly, he tried to run away from all the things that God had for him. Do I need to pick up another microphone or is it going to be all right because it's popping all over the place up here? Okay, that's fine. I'm just doing that as reference to Apostle Ian, who always complains about his microphone when he's up there. No. <laughs> so Jonah tried to escape God's plan. God said, go. And what did Jonah do? He ran in the opposite direction. And even when he knew that life was going to end, he jumped out of the boat. Kill me. I don't even want to be here. And God said, nope. Off you go. Onto the shore of Nineveh in the belly of a fish. We heard that story last week. But you've also got people in the Bible like Joseph. God gave him a plan, he's going to be the head, he's going to be brilliant, everything's going to work out in life, you're going to be somebody really special and important. He's chucked down a well, he's sold into slavery, he's accused, he's thrown into prison, just nothing seemed to work out right for him. But in a round and about way, it was all part of God's journey for him at the end. There are just so many examples in the Bible from King David, Abraham, Moses, Jacob, Paul, Job. You think about them, they're all in that same sort of situation where God had a big plan and it didn't seem to go right for them on the journey. But in the end, they always kept inside God's presence. They kept inside God's promise. They kept inside God's purpose and they kept to what God's plan was. So I want to challenge you today to ask these sort of four big questions in your life about how are you cooperating to stay close in these four areas. Are you running away? Are you denying it? Are you not doing what God wants? Or are you fully embracing and staying in the center of God's presence, staying in the center of God's promises, staying in the center of God's purpose, and staying in the center of God's plan for your life? 
So you ready? First one then, we've got the presence of God. The actual presence of God is incredible. If you just think about his presence, God is in the building right now. It's a bit like that empty chair on the row behind you, God's there. Sat right beside you, God's there. In your pocket, right with you, God's there. Every single place you go, God is there. He doesn't just temporarily come and visit. He's everywhere. The King of Kings, the creator of everything, never ever leaves you. And yet so often we just don't acknowledge it. So often we feel so alone. So often we feel that nobody's there. And yet God is always there with us. And he's not a nobody. He's the king of kings. He is God almighty. He's not just a buddy that comes to visit you occasionally and you really wish that there was somebody else. He's God almighty. This isn't just the king of England or a famous movie star. This is God with us. And I want to read some verses that are going to help us understand that. So Psalm 139, verse 7, there's a very famous passage here. And it says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God's presence through the Holy Spirit is always with us. At all times, we cannot escape it. We can't deny that God isn't there with us. There's a famous um, poem, isn't there, about footprints in the sand. And when life gets tough, there's only one set of footprints. And actually, the end of the story is when there's one set of footprints, you said, where was God? And God said, I'm carrying you. Because actually, that's what God's presence is with us. That is who he is. We can't, we can't deny that God is there, but so often, we do like little children do. We put our fingers in our ears, we shut our eyes, and we make a silly noise. No, 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 You're not there. You know, kids playing hide and seek, it's wonderful, isn't it? If they can't see you, you've disappeared. Sometimes I think we do that with God. A problem comes and we feel like God's disappeared behind the problem. And actually, God is right there with us in the problem. That verse even says, in the darkest depths, in the places that you didn't even think God could shine, he's there. Wherever the furthest corner that you could run away from God to try and escape him, he's there too. When you just want some alone time from God relentlessly chasing after you, trying to improve things in your life and show you that he's got a hope and a plan and a future for you, he's still there. You just can't escape him. Um, you can't, the disciples understood what it was to physically walk with Jesus, and sometimes we don't have that physical representation of somebody we've walked with. But in John 14, 16, Jesus said, I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help you and be with you forever. And Jesus' last sort of verses in Matthew's gospel were Matthew 28, 20, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So there's no escaping God's presence, his Holy Spirit. We could choose to totally ignore him. You have that right, but it doesn't stop him being there. It doesn't stop him being there. You can choose to say, I don't want anything to do with God, but it doesn't stop God being 
omnipresent in every single part of your life. And you, can't, you just can't ignore the fact that he's there. You cannot escape God. So to stick with an escape room analogy, here is a key for you to get through this. Have you got it? You, you're following the story where it's, we're not escaping away from God, but here's a key to unlock this for you. Accept who he is. Really simply, if you accept who God is, you acknowledge who he is. You acknowledge his presence with you. Open your heart, open your ears, and know that he is right beside you. Even if you don't feel it, God is there. Even if you feel lonely and in a desperate situation, God is there. Remember that he chose you. Remember that he's got plans and purposes for you. Remember that God has your future in his hand. You might think it's yours, but actually God has it. And dare, dare to open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge him, acknowledge the Holy Spirit, accept him into your life, and live with the presence of the Holy Spirit right with you. Because his spirit is always present. You can't escape the presence of God. You ready for point number two? You can't escape God's promises. Promises used to be a big deal, and I think they've become worthless in today's society. We've been taught that a guarantee, a promise, is broken, there's wiggle room, there's legal ways out of contracts, companies can go bust and renege. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, somebody's going to find a loophole through. Do you know that isn't the way that God operates? Life doesn't change, situations don't change that makes it not possible to keep his promises. God's promises are true no matter what. You know, we sang that song, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness because God is true to all of his promises. There's a, a really interesting verse and I, I quite like the way the Bible has some humor within it. So in Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not human. Well, we know he's not human. Why? Because humans lie. You know, he's quantifying that God isn't human because he can't lie. So Numbers 23, 19, God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. We never do that, do we? Humans never change their mind. Does he speak and then not act? That isn't what humans do either, of course. Everything we say, we do. And actually, does God not promise and fulfill? Or as the, Bible, as the Message Bible says, does he promise and not come through? Because God, if he promises, he always comes through. Because he's not human. Human guarantee, human promise, it's flawed. God's guarantee, God's promise, perfect every single time. In Hebrews 6, verse 16 to 18, it says that God makes an oath promise on everything that he says. And he's not a liar. He can't change his promises. In Joshua 23, 14, it says, You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all of the good promises that the Lord God has given you has ever failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. That's who God is, and that's what God's promises are. You can't escape the promises of God. So have you got the significance of God's promise? You understood that his promises aren't just a maybe. They're a properly guaranteed. They're not 
underwritten by anybody. They're underwritten by God. So they're guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. There isn't an escape from his guarantee. He promises, and all of his promises are for us as his children. They're promises for you as an individual. They're promises for whosoever believes in him. And those promises are incredible. So I want you to take some of these and think about them. I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's an incredible promise. Fear not, for I am with you. Here's some other things that are promises from the Bible. I will give you rest. I'll give you peace. I'll give you abundance of joy. I'll give you the desires of your heart. I'll give you a full life. I'll give you all that you need. That's without thinking about heaven and eternity. That's without the consideration of the promise that he's going to adopt us into his family. And he's going to guide us. He's going to make a way for our path. He's promised our forgiveness, our total salvation. He's promised that we're going to have his mercy, his grace. He's promised strength, protection, wisdom, guidance, a safe refuge. More than anything else, he's promised freedom, actually total freedom. There's so many more. The Bible is filled with the incredible promises of God. So some keys to his promises Find them in the Bible. Find some that God's speaking to you about and say, I am going to hold on to that promise because that promise isn't going to escape you because you can't escape God's promises for you. Believe in the one who made the promise, who isn't a liar, who isn't going to change his mind, who is totally faithful to his promises. Be careful not to twist those promises to try and fit into your situation. Okay, we all know somebody who does that, don't we? And there's some crackpot people around in the world that take some bits of the Bible and they go and drink snake poison and all sorts of other things because nothing is going to harm me. Well, don't stand in front of a bus. Use the crossing. Look twice and make sure it's clear. It's, do you know what I'm saying in this? But find a promise that God is speaking to you through his Holy Spirit and lock it into your daily life. If you just pick one or two of the promises of God for you and you actually live them as a mantra, it's going to change your life. Because you'll realize that actually all of the promises you can't escape. They're, they are who God is. Okay, number three. We've got the fact that you can't escape God's purpose or God's purposes. Everything that's done on planet Earth is done on purpose. Do you know, the world might want to say that there's lots of mistakes in the world. In God's plan, there are no mistakes. Do you know, creation wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a random collection of ideas that just happened to mistakenly evolve. God did everything on purpose. Planned, purposed, bit by bit by bit for his purposes. So you are not a random evolution of mistakes it's just totally rubbish. Actually, you are here on purpose. You're part of God's purpose. And God has a purpose for you. And you know, the, the history of life that might be there might not have been God's first choice, but he can still choose to use that from where you stand today. And where you stand today, God has a purpose for your life that's actually part of his greater purpose 
for planet Earth and for everything else. Right, let's read some Bible. Isaiah 14, verse 24. It says, The Lord Almighty has sworn, Surely as I have planned it, so it will be. And as I have purposed it, so it will happen. We don't really need to read any more of that verse because that says everything that it needs to say in one bit. But there's a bit in the middle of that. If God's going to do something, who can stop it? Nobody can stop it. Proverbs 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart. We're not saying God's plans here. Many are the small plans that people have in their own heart. But it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. In it all, no matter what happens in life, God's greater purpose is the one thing that is guaranteed to happen. We know what the end of the book says in the Bible. We know what the end of eternity is going to be with Jesus as the champion victor. We might make plans for tomorrow, but God knows what the ultimate purpose for everything is. In Job 24, verse 22, and this is right at the very end of all of Job's suffering, and he's coming back now before God, and he says, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. It's a great verse, isn't it? If you want something to hold on to in life, if you've had some troubles, that's maybe one of those things, that God can do all things, and no purpose of God's can be thwarted. We think that situations, people, mistakes can derail God's plans. And actually, you can never derail God's true purposes. Nothing can stop his purposes. No power, no authority, no work from the enemy, no human mistake, nobody in power can escape God's purposes for planet Earth. So a key to God's purposes, we've just got to accept that he has a purpose for you, that he has a purpose for everything and we've got to learn to say Jesus did it didn't he thy will be done so hard for us to say in modern life thy will be done actually to say God I'm going to give myself over to your will being done in my life your purposes are going to prevail through what I'm doing I'm going to say I'm not going to resist what your purposes are I'm going to say God let it be through me. And then we're going to take every opportunity that we can to fulfill the purposes of life. We heard a message on that last week about just do it. If God's asked you to do something, just do it. It's not hard. That's one of the best keys to unlock God's purposes for your life is just do it. If God's asked you to do it, just do it. Stop resisting him. Get on the flow and just do what God has purposed. Okay, and the last P is God has a plan and you can't escape his plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, famous verse, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. It's a great verse, but we've got to split it into sort of two things. We just talked about God's purpose and God's plan. God has a plan for planet Earth. God has a plan for you. He has a plan A for you and a plan B. C, D, E, F. And God's alphabet isn't only 26 choices long, okay? Um, because God has a plan for you and he knows the mistakes that we're going to make. And he still has a plan for you from that place. 
You know, we have a little phrase at Destiny that says, where everyone's got a future. And we like to say to people, your future with God starts today. Because new are his mercies every morning. Every single day that you wake up, you've got a new plan from today. The old is gone. We can repent of the old and we get a brand new life, a brand new day, a brand new opportunity to start again in the day. You can't escape that because God's plans for you start today. Have you got that? They start today. So what was has gone and what's coming starts today. The future starts tomorrow. No, it actually starts today. It starts with us choosing to accept it. Psalm 33 verse 10. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the people, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. When you link that to Psalm 139, 16, that says that all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So God's already got a plan for you. It was already written at the beginning of time. He knew about all those things that we're going to do wrong, and he still chooses to have a plan, a daily plan for you. It's just, we can't get our head around it, can we? We're not supposed to because we're earthly beings, not heavenly beings. God has a plan for planet Earth and he has a plan for you. He has a plan for absolutely everything. We can choose to reject that. Let's add another letter on the end of the alphabet. Because his plan will start after you've chosen to reject that with another fresh start in another day. It doesn't mean that we should keep trying to get that. We should be trying to live it right. But actually, God has a plan for every moment. He knows all of our mistakes. He knows all of our weaknesses. And he still chose us. He still chose you. That's one of the crazy things. Not somebody else who you think might be more worthy. God has a plan for you. And he chose you. We can be like Jonah. We can run away. We can jump over the ship. We can say, I just don't want anything to do with this. We can run a mile when we hear God's plans for our lives. But if we just tune into God, we can have the incredible future that he has planned for us in his great master plan. So the key to his plans for you are this. Live it the right way. Keep responding to God's plan. Don't run away. And just do what God has asked you to do. Go back and watch that sermon from last week that was just do it. Understand that God's ways are higher than anything we can understand. Not only are they higher, they're better and they're much more perfect. Believe and know that God's plans for you are to bless you, to prosper you. They're not to harm you. They're for you to be the head, not the tail. They're for you to be the victorious, for the winner, the achiever. Because through him... All of our plans are made. For him, all of our plans are made. And we just got to accept that everything we do should be for his glory. We've got to accept his plans and just do it. So in conclusion, I want to read some of Psalm 139 um, to you. So if you've got your Bible, you might want to open this up and you might want to follow me through with it. Psalm 139 says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. God knows your habits. He knows your daily life. He knows what time you wake up. 
He knows how you sit up out of your chair. He knows your aches and your pains when you sit out of your chair. It says, you perceive my thoughts from afar. Do you know, before you even have thought about them, he knows what your thoughts are going to be. It's quite scary, that is. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all of my ways. He knows right where you're at. He knows your situation. There's nothing that's separate that God doesn't know about. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. He doesn't just know the words that you're saying. He knows the meaning behind the words. He knows the heart behind the words. He knows the intent behind the words, the malice, the love, whatever it is. God knows it. You hem me in behind before you lay your hand upon me. God knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. And that idea of his hand being laid upon you is meaning he's given you all you need for your future. Verse 6 says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. You know, even in the darkest times when you might feel a long way away from God, you might be watching at home today feeling like, that's great, but I'm in a hole and I'm a million miles away from God. God is right there shining his light and changing that situation from being a dark pit into actually being bright and light with all that God is. Verse 13, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. There's no mistakes in God's creation of you. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. He knows and created you on a purpose. You're not a mistake. There's a reason your fingerprint is yours, and your DNA is yours, and your retinal scan is yours. You are totally unique on every single level. It's crazy how unique we are. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. We've talked about that. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. God has got you in mind. That's what that verse says. Not just as a one-off thought. How vast is the sum of God's thoughts to you? That's not a little bit of thoughts. That's not a one-off. Oh, I thought about you last Tuesday for three and a half seconds when you bobbed into my mind by some random prompt. No, God is thinking about you. And if I were to count those thoughts, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake, I am still with you. Hopping on to verse 23. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me to the way of everlasting. 
I want to pray and then we're going to sing a song. And as we sing this song, I want you to think about those four P's of presence, promise, purpose, and plans. I want you to think about whether you're cooperating with God in them. Are you fully embracing the fact that you can't escape God's presence? You can't escape God's promises. You can't escape God's purpose for you or his purpose for the earth. And you can't escape God's plans. And make sure that you're sitting in the very center of all of those things. Let's pray together. God, I simply just want to say thank you for who you are. Thank you for your presence that is with us right now. Your Holy Spirit surrounding us. Whether we feel like it or we don't feel like it, whether we're acknowledging who you are, you are there never changing. God, thank you for your promises that are true. You're not a liar. You can't lie. So every one of those promises that you made to us, even back stacks of generations, your promises to your people, those people who love you, are true for forever. God, thank you for your purposes that are much higher than our human purposes that show us that you have a plan in everything. And God, thank you for your daily plan for our lives. Thank you for your grand master plan for our lives. Thank you that you're forgiving of us that when we get it wrong, your plan starts from today. Thank you that you made us so unique and your plans for us are unique too. Help us now as you speak to us what it is we need to change in our lives, what it is that we need to put right in our lives, in your presence, in your promises, in your purposes, and in your plans. Amen.